I'm Riley. And I'm Kristen. We're cousins. Let's hunt for some treasure. Check out our Instagram at Treasure Podcast, where we post photos and extra info related to our discussions. If you have any personal gems or if you'd like to send us on a specific hunt, reach out at apodcasttreasure at gmail.com. Your story could be featured on an upcoming episode from our listener treasure trove. All right, Kristen, have you had any personal treasures of late? Yes, I got a pair of Crocs for my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And they're so amazing. That is so exciting. Yeah. I don't have any of the little decorative gems because I'm just not that bougie. But yeah, I've been wearing them everywhere. Well, tell me all about them. What color are they? They're just black. They're... um, Do they link to the back? (laughs) They do have... So... My husband calls them like when he's just wearing his Crocs around. We're apparently a Croc family now. He just calls them like he's wearing them in two-wheel drive when the little thing is up. And then if he's like mowing the yard, he puts it down and he says he's in four-wheel drive. And so I can't. Yeah. I cannot with that. I'm I've been thinking about going that. to Costco in them in four-wheel drive. So I'll let you know how it goes. Oh. Well, you've gotta you've gotta let us know about if you're either in four wheel or two wheel drive because it Ooh. kind of like sends out your vibe. I should put a so picture on our Instagram. I'll do that. I'll put a story out there. Um, please and thank you, Kristen. This is what the people are wanting. This is what the crew members are demanding. Exactly. And your captain shall deliver. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, so (laughs) my personal treasure is for Easter. Rhett got actually two kites. One is an amazing dragon kite. Could not get that to work. Oh, wow. Not a treasure. (laughs) Um, My dad couldn't get it to work. Like, he said that the center of balance is off or something. Is it like a diamond kite decorated like a dragon? Or is it like one of the, like the Chinese New Year dragon long body it's not like a chinese new year dragon it's like a straight up just dragon dragon but it's like a really gigantic kite like it's green and it has like fire coming out of its mouth um but my dad could not get the center of balance to work and uh this kite was probably pretty expensive and i got him like a 12 dollar kite that was a butterfly (laughs) chef's kiss worked perfect um (laughs) So, yeah, and now we like to fly kites. So it was so cool. That's so fun. It really is. It's so fun. And he thought it was so cool. Like I was like, okay, let go, and I'm going to run. Okay. And when I got it up in the air, he was just like – his face was just like, ah. Just amazing. I feel like kids don't – I haven't seen a kite in probably years, and I'm not even exaggerating. I feel like everyone used to have kites when we were little and nobody uses kites anymore. Yeah, because no one cares about kites. And we're bringing the kites back just like we're bringing flags back because we are the captains of this here ship, Métis. Love it. So do you want to get into our story? I am very – I'm like very ready. I've been thinking about so this all. I am so ready, Kristen. Let's travel back to November of 1937. 
A man named Lewis Hammond and his wife were traveling from California to the East Coast and found themselves enjoying the riverside in North Carolina. Then they come upon a stone. This stone stood out because it had a lot of strange markings on it, mostly all identifiable as letters in the English alphabet. Mm. And definitely it was deliberately carved. They were so perplexed and taken by it, they just had to bring this 21-pound stone with them in their station wagon. (laughs) And they made the decision to take it to Emory University. The Hammonds found a treasure that day, a treasure that turned out to be a clue that eventually would solve America's Mm. oldest mystery. What? This is the treasure of the Dare Stone and the lost colony of Roanoke. (gasps) Roanoke! Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. I am so excited for this episode. Um, Although I've forgotten most all of the details about Roanoke, so it'll be like hearing them all for the first time. Okay, good. Because there are... There is so much more that has come out. Oh, are you serious? Um, quite recently that we will get into. Those are also 100% treasures. Riley. Um, but I think for our listeners, we should talk about the fascinating and mysterious story of the colony of Roanoke before we get into anything else. Perfect. May 8th, 1586, Mr. John White and 118 people set sail from England and are off to a new world, hoping to establish the first settlement or colony for the crown, which was planned to be located on what we now know as Chesapeake Beach in Maryland. And my mom lives like right near there, so I've been there like thousands of times. Okay. Their voyage was plagued with bad weather, and due to hurricanes, the ship's captain, Fernandez, could not get the group all the way to the Chesapeake Bay and had to land on Roanoke Island, which is a small island right outside of what we now call North Carolina or the Outer Banks. And I'll post a map, and I'll let Kristen see it now to help this make a little bit more sense. And also remember to check out our Instagram at Treasure Podcast to see every single image that accompanies the story. It'll really help it make a lot more sense. Okay. Just to show you how small the island of Roanoke is and like it has this like weird border of other islands around it. Oh, wow. I don't know. It just is kind of weird. And then – um, I, I zoom out and then the Chesapeake, if you pause it, like the Chesapeake Bay is like not that far away from it. Yeah. It's just a little bit more north. So they're not really that far, but they are on kind of like, um, they're on like a waterlocked island type area. Yeah. Which I find a little bit interesting. Where did they enter by boat, you think? Just in that little, like just south of the island lighthouse? Yeah. Yeah. And there were ships. There are recorded um, records of three gigantic ships, and they were trailed by, like, six other ships that are, like, defense ships or something. I don't really know what they do. 
But so like there were like a lot of ships. So I found that kind of interesting. But yes, that is where that is Roanoke Island. And we'll obviously post this on Instagram. So y'all just go over there. I can't say it enough. I don't know. Don't you find that kind of interesting? It's very odd. I wonder if they were able to see other land, like once they were in that inlet, like what, why wouldn't you go to the mainland? Like, why would you go to that little island? I guess it would look huge. I know. I thought the same thing. Like, I I don't know. What I was kind of thinking is maybe like back then that island like wasn't as far away from the mainland as it is now. Like maybe it was Mm -hmm. like, you know, because like erosion and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I cannot see a reason that they would just like stop there. With their massive ships. Okay. Hey. This is so bizarre. So weird. Yeah. Okay. So – These first settlers get right to work making their home. Hmm. After about six weeks on the island of Roanoke, Governor John White knew he had to return to England to get more desperately needed necessities and supplies. He didn't want to go, especially because he would have to leave behind his beloved daughter, Eleanor White Dare, and her newly born baby, Virginia. Governor White loved this little girl with all of his heart. But she was more important than just a new addition to his family. Virginia was the first English-born baby in the New World. That's crazy. I know. It's like – Wait, so was his daughter pregnant on the way over? Yes, which I can only imagine was hellish. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I would have jumped off. I would have abandoned ship. Yeah, I don't think I would have gotten on it. Oh, that's rough. But she just, like, loved her dad so much, I guess. She just, like, didn't want to see him go. And she was like, yeah, I'm just going to be, like, super cool and, like, go over here. To the new world. Bad choice. Bad choice. Yeah. And she was probably, like, not that pregnant when she got on the boat. And then probably, like, when she like when she got off the boat, she had her daughter within, like, five weeks. Oh, my goodness. So, like, she was, like, extremely pregnant on, this on boat. the boat. And yeah. I can only imagine just the sheer torture mm-hmm. that yep. being like full on pregnant must have been being on a boat in that time and the period. constant like, movement just, of the ocean and like the nausea and the stink. The stink. yeah your nose is like times a thousand more powerful and just like people bothering you all the time like no i didn't know that so that's why virginia is named virginia the state Virginia was named after uh, a queen, like one of the queens. Yeah, so gotcha. she gave gotcha. this guy the governorship to this area, but that's why they named the baby Virginia. Uh, but he also loved cool. this baby. Like he was obsessed with her. He thought she was like just the bee's knees. But he knew he had to leave to go get them materials and supplies. The return to England for Governor White was intense. Oh, yeah. They got caught in a terrible storm and landed on some islands at first and then eventually made it back to England. And it kind of seems like their captain, Fernando, was like not a great captain. But who am I to say? Because he never seems to get anyone to their (laughs) mark. But whatever. I mean, seriously, though, like. He needs to, like, be doing some more research about weather patterns or whatever. Anyways, back in England, Governor John White discovered, oh, great, a war with with Spain has broken out. And 
Now I can't sail any ships because everyone is under, like, basically lockdown. Oh, my goodness. I know. He could not sail back to Roanoke, to his people, land, settlement, back to his family for three years. So, and how long does it take to sail from there to England? I did look this up. They said that it could take anywhere from... It depends on the tides. It could take anywhere from four to eight months normally. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So it, it it takes a long time, but three years is, like, absolutely outlandish. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. He sails back to Roanoke as soon as he possibly can. And coincidentally, on his granddaughter's third birthday, oh the governor arrives back to the settlement at Roanoke. And he could not have possibly predicted what he would find. Kristen. Yes. We have to take a really quick break. Okay. And then we will return and join Governor John White when he gets back to Roanoke and see what he finds. Perfect. Governor John White, and he returned to the shores of North Carolina and Kristen. Every yes. one was gone. <gasps> Not only everyone, but according to sources, the houses that were built were also disassembled, and all of the pieces of the houses were like nicely stacked and organized. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. That's creepy. I just got chills. That's, like, really creepy. I feel like that is one of the scariest parts of the entire thing. (laughs) Like, just having it all be, like, perfectly assembled. Like, you know that – I don't know. It just gives you kind of, like, a weird vibe. Like, what actually happened here? It's just weird. It's very eerie. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Eerie. Perfect word. Okay, so Kristen, I would like you to read this passage. Okay. White and the others made landfall on the morning of August 18th, which was his granddaughter's third birthday. The party found fresh tracks in the sand, but were not contacted by anyone. They also discovered the letters C-R-O carved into a tree. Upon reaching the site of the colony, White noted the area had been fortified with a palisade. Near the entrance of the fencing, the word Croatoan was carved in one of the posts. White was certain these two inscriptions meant that the colonists had peacefully relocated to Croatoan Island since they had agreed in 1587 that the colonists would leave a secret token indicating their destination or a cross pate as a duress code. One clue he found was a tree that had the word Croatoan carved into it. John White spent years searching for his people, especially his daughter and grandchild, before returning to England in defeat. Oh my goodness. I could, I wouldn't be able to leave. Can you imagine that? Your daughter and granddaughter are missing and you're like, all right, gotta leave now. Not only his daughter and granddaughter, like those are the people he like wanted to find the most, but like his entire obvious his yeah. entire just 
these people who he was responsible for. And he was just so confused. Did How many did he go there with? A hundred? A hundred and eighteen. or so? Yes. Gosh. And never a trace found of them. Well, we're getting into this. <gasps> so about the traces. So we have the okay. one clue, the croatone thing. That's a clue. As this passage suggests, John White spent years looking for his lost people. Later, two other expeditions were sent from England to attempt to find the lost colonists, all resulting in basically nothing. This mystery has been wearing on the mind of colonists and then Americans since they disappeared. Okay, so Kristen... Yes. I want to talk to you about theories. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Aliens. I know. (laughs) I did not add that one in, but I really wanted to. Because that is like one of the, I mean, the only thing that makes sense. These people just disappeared off the face of the planet with no, I mean, if like if somebody came in and like murdered them, you would find like slaughtered bodies or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, like bones. Exactly. You would find some sort of, but like the houses were disassembled. Yeah. Yeah. It's odd. So like, were they planning on coming back to get the houses or like what was up with that? Like who would have taken the time to do that? Was it the killers Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or the Mm -hmm. colonists? Like, I just, I just don't like that aspect of it at all. It just gives me creepy vibes. Okay. Well, number one, because of the Croatoan carved into the pole, As you said in the excerpt you read, John White really thought they relocated to the Croatoan Islands. But upon looking there, there was absolutely no sign of them. And I think I added a image in your document. Oh, I just I just saw that they are looking at the tree. I thought they were looking over at this like disassembled house thing over here. Oh my goodness. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. I see the carving now. Yeah. There were two mm-hmm. carvings. There was one on a tree that said CRO, um, like someone started it. And then there was another one on the outside of the palisade thing, which is like these pointy stick things that is supposed to like protect the area that they live in, kind of like a fort type structure, whatever. There was one on the main pole that said Croatoan. I mean, I would think the same thing, that they relocated there. I mean, obviously they were trying to tell him something. The Croatoan Island was already named the Croatoan Island when they got there? Yes. They knew it was named that because of some Native American tribes that lived in that area, and they're called the Croatoan. Okay. And um, so I guess that's why they, like, named it that. Uh, Okay. Also, complete side note. But I listened to the best podcast yesterday about Lewis and Clark. Ooh. And you need to listen to it like immediately. That should have been my treasure. I will. It was send me, so. Send me the it link. Was, it's only three episodes <laughs> and it is so good. It is incredibly good. Like you hear about all of these different Native American tribes. Like it fits perfectly into our episode. Awesome. Uh, Governor John White had, like, a really good relationship with, like, the Native Americans around the area. Like, he made friends with them. And so he didn't think that they would have, like, 
done anything to them. Come in and just murdered everyone. Exactly. Well, especially I feel like if you know you're getting murdered, you're not going to be like, okay, let me, let me take apart my house. Like it would just be a bloodbath, you know? Thank you. Yes. So yeah. 100%. And it's not like your murderers are going to take apart your house. They don't care. Yeah. It's weird. It's very weird. It's very bothersome, the house taking apart thing. Uh, I can't I can't get over it. So he goes to the Croatoan Islands. There is no sign of them. It it's obvious they were ne- they never went there. They never got there. They never went there. So he returns back to Roanoke and just keeps like looking anywhere that he can. He travels up rivers, down streams, he searches everywhere. Here is the next theory that is very prevalent in this time period. There was this other like totally separate voyage to pre-America, I don't know what to call it, the New World, whatever, in 1602. To remind you, our original journey began in 1586. Yeah. And it was led by this guy named Samuel Mace. Ah. And it is reported that Mace kidnapped three Native Americans from the – dang it. I'm not going to be able to pronounce it. I'm actually going to look it up because I need to know how to say this. Powhatan. 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 So it is reported that Mace kidnapped three Native Americans from the Powhatan tribe and took them back to England, which is, like, not cool. He just, like, stole these people. And some speculate that the – Okay, is this tribe close to, are they from an island close to the Croatoan island? They are right, they are in the Maryland, Virginia area. So they're very, very, very close to this area. Some speculate that the chief of the Poetan tribe, and his name is very hard. It is, yeah, I'm not going to be able to say it. It starts with a W. This is like an idea. They say that because the English people stole three people from his tribe, he came and he murdered those colonists for the injustice brought upon his people because of the kidnapping. To me, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense just because of the timing of it all. Like they went missing in probably like 1592 And this happened in 1603, probably? Yeah. Okay, so Kristen, you can go down to number three on your timeline. I have a portrait portraying this chief on your page if you want to check it out. Oh, I see him. Mm -hmm. Okay. Can you describe to our listeners what you're seeing? I am seeing um, a chief... He's got definitely a weapon, and there's a man, uh, an Englishman, laying down with his head on a rock, and it looks like he's about to be beheaded by the chief. And then a young woman is stepping in between them to prevent this killing from happening, and it looks like maybe the elders or matriarchs are sitting off to the side like looking on. So obviously this is probably standard, um, some kind of punishment, I guess, that they were practicing. Yeah. Okay. So does this remind you of any story that you've ever heard before? This image? Um, yeah. You think I'm an ignorant savage. 
Exactly. Yeah. If you think if you're thinking of Pocahontas, you are totally oh, Pocahontas. right. Pocahontas. Uh, Pocahontas yes. is the chief Poetan. <laughs> Thank you. Poetan's daughter. Wait. In the Disney movie, they're Poetan. Yes, they are Poetan people. people. That is <gasps> that is her dad. Pocahontas is his daughter, and that is what is portrayed in that image. Wait, okay. The governor in the beginning, is that his name? Oh. Like when they're I know exactly who you're talking about with that little dog. Yeah, that annoying guy. Oh. Yeah, with the tiny dog. Oh my god, we have to look at oh, no, that. No, right up. I have to meow. Look this up. But still I cannot see if the savage one is me. Oh, no. It's John Ratcliffe. Wait, but it says he's only one of two villains portrayed after a real person. So let's see who he's actually inspired by. Oh, wait. He is very loosely based on the historical figure John Ratcliffe. I didn't know that was a real guy. What? Governor Radcliffe at Disney World? He is the most scary thing I've ever seen in my life. Why do they even have this character as a person <laughs> who comes and sees children? What is happening right now? No, this is terrifying. I, never have. I am sending this to you right now. I'm texting it to you. I'm literally dumbfounded. I'm in shock. It's very hard to find me in a moment where like, I am unable to say anything. And this is one of those moments. He's scary in the movie. <gasps> Can you imagine seeing that giant face looking at you like that, like a little kid? <laughs> oh, God. I don't like that at all. No. I wonder where the character's head is, though, inside this thing. Like, where are they looking out of? I can only imagine. Oh, he look, They did such a good job, though, looking how, or making him look exactly how annoying he does. He should only come out, like, during, like, Halloween Horror Nights. <laughs> so, anyways, back to... Sorry, we had to take a little, just, you know, nugget break there. But, um, so, Pocahontas is Chief... Poetan's daughter. Yes. He was, okay. but he really was an extremely vicious person. No, don't tell me that. He like killed anyone who was going to like mess with his people. He did not care. He's so sweet in the movie. No, I know. He is. He's super sweet. I don't blame him. I really don't blame him, but yeah. I know. Me either. If you see the other side of it, like if people were like trying to invade on his area, like what else was he going to do? So yeah. people thought that he, the dad of Pocahontas, murdered the colonists for the injustice brought upon the people because of the kidnapping. Theory number three is that the people of the lost colony of Roanoke assimilated with some of the tribes like around the area. Hmm. There is some proof of this. When the real John Smith... From the movie Pocahontas, the one who falls in love with Pocahontas. Yeah. Came to America. He got captured by a tribe and was held as prisoner. So while he was being held as prisoner, he could understand some Native American language. And he overheard the tribes. They were kind of like talking crap about the other tribes. And they were saying that... They were like, oh, my gosh, have you heard about this tribe? Like, these people wear English clothing, and they have houses with walls, like, instead of, like, wigwams <gasps> and stuff. And 
Also, they said that their babies had lighter skin. And so John Smith swears that this happened while he was being held prisoner. Wow. He was obviously let go. I know. I think that that's a really good indication of maybe what happened. Yeah. Especially if they had such a good relationship with them before, like the the governor had a really good relationship and he thought in his mind, like, there's no way they would ever murder. Like, that wasn't even a thought in his mind that they had murdered them. Exactly. And he wouldn't leave. He wouldn't leave his daughter and his granddaughter there if he thought that they would just be, like, viciously murdered, I don't think. Yeah, no. He never had any idea that that was going to happen. Yeah. So that's a very good point as well. Kristen. Yes. Now that we know about the history of the lost colony, so those are all the theories that everyone had basically at that time. We know about the lost colony. We are going to time travel 347 years in the future to the shores of North Carolina and the Hammonds family finding this stone and taking it to Emory University. (gasps) This is the story of the Dare Stone. Oh my goodness. I'm going to have you look at this picture. Okay. And you can see the image of the absolute treasure Perfect. that this couple found just on the shores of North Carolina while they were just like literally just okay. dipping their feet in the water. This is incredible. So can you describe to our listeners what it looks oh like? Oh my goodness. Yeah, it looks like a big rock. There's a front and a back. So the front, it looks like it looks like a grave marker with mm-hmm. like a little cross up top and there's names on it, mm-hmm. An- Ananias. Yeah, and the the writing on the back is very small. It's very small. I'm just looking at it thinking how on earth like it's could so they- it's so small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is really cool. Can you imagine finding this? You're just walking and you see a date that says 1591. Part of me would be like, eh, that's fake. But then the other part of me would be like- Yeah, <laughs> and they, they had literally no idea. Wow. So they find this and take it to Emory, and what do they do there? Are they able to, like, date it or, like, authenticate it somehow? That will not happen for many, many more years. Mm. But it does happen. (gasps) We see very small carvings on both sides. So, Kristen, I have... I wanted to give you an option because I have both the exactly what it says on the Dare Stones, which is extremely hard to read. And then I have okay. the kind of like English translated. So you can do both. You can do one or the other. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think we should just... I'm looking at the old English and it looks pretty tricky. I'm going to read the modern English. I'll read modern English. Okay. Wow. This is awesome. All right. Side one says Ananias Dare and Virginia went into heaven in 1591. Wasn't she born in 1587? Little Virginia? Yeah. That's so sad. That makes me want to cry. So Ananias Dare and Virginia went into heaven in 1591. Any Englishman show this to John White, governor of Virginia. I know. Side two says, Father, soon after you went for England, we came here. The first year was only misery and war. Above half of us are dead. 
Before the second year, 24 more died of sickness. A savage Native American came with a message of a ship coming to us. In a small space of time, they were frightened of revenge. We all ran away. We believe it was not you on the ship. Soon after, the savages said their good spirits were angry. Suddenly, they murdered all but seven of us. My child, Ananias, was also killed. Much misery. They are all buried near four miles east of this river upon a small hill. Their names are all written there on a rock. Please put this there also. The savages will show this to you to come here. They promise to give you great plenty presents. E-W-D. Oh my gosh. That makes me want to weep my eyes out. I know. Isn't that so crazy? That they found this rock and it says all of that. Like, it makes perfect Gosh, sense. It makes perfect sense. And plus, yeah. who would even know? Like, someone couldn't just make this up and it's like a perfect puzzle piece to be found. Like, this is – this. I think this happened. It it had to have. She She's telling the story. So there are only, like, seven more of the settlers alive. They've killed mm. basically all of them. More of them died from sickness, and her daughter and her husband were also killed. And she is writing this stone to her dad. Yeah, yeah. Or any Englishman that would find it. So it's so terrible, but it makes total sense, not only because it also names John White, the governor of Virginia, Ananias Dare, the governor's son-in-law, but... It's also signed EWD, which is Eleanor White Dare, his daughter. Gosh, that it that gives me chills. I know it's so crazy. Okay, so this guy found it in like 1937, and it made it into the possession of this guy named Bruno, who was the president of Emory University, which is the university that the people who found it brought it to. Bruno and the history department head. Hayward Pierce became rather obsessed with these stones and offered a very hefty reward for any other stone relating to this stone. Because remember, Eleanor said that she had left a stone up on the hill Mm -hmm. where other people were buried. With their names. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, with their names. So, like, they're looking for that stone And they're offering, like, a lot of money. Hmm. Because they offered this ridiculous amount of money, I think it was, like, $5,000, which is, like, a ridiculous amount of money at that time. They amassed more than 50 stones. (gasps) And all of these stones were dubbed Bruno's Pet Rocks. Oh. Yeah, they're still named that. Uh, There's actually a website called Bruno's Pet uh, pet rocks and he was the wait were they fakes and I have wow what a lot of treasure and coincidentally most of them were found by the same guy who is the owner of like a rock quarry right next to the university wow oh my gosh <laughs> so Kristen <laughs> now number six in purple uh, I'm going to show you some of the examples of the rocks that this guy in quotations found quote unquote found okay let me scroll I mean okay <laughs> yeah 
Okay, so this looks nothing like that teensy-weensy little writing we saw on the other one. if you're only looking at one picture, I think there's two more, like if you scroll down a little bit. Oh, okay. 1591, 1589, 1589. Oh, my gosh. Like, let me just throw dates on here. And they look so— Are these real names of people, though? They don't know. Oh, because there was like they no record. They look so different. Yeah, they really do. This is ridiculous. Yeah, they just look mm-hmm. like, I mean, ridiculously different. Also, this is another little tidbit of information that I found out. Eleanor White Dare's husband, Ananias, was a stone carver. So she knew oh. how to carve stone and pretty well because she would help him wow. out. Wow. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm thinking that that is how she knew how to carve so expertly. And so all yep. of these other stones look so different. And because of this flood of rocks, all of them, They're even so the fake. original stone, were grouped together and deemed to be fakes by the historical community at large. Not fair. But... In 2017, the History Channel got these rock guys named Jim and Bill Vieira to go and check out these stones. And they used various different methods, like attempting to recreate the stones. They used modern-day scans. And they also interviewed a ton of people and found this one guy who was, like, just out of this world at Old English. And this guy unequivocally Hmm. came to the conclusion that all of the stones are fake except the first one. In my opinion, the most compelling bit of information is from this Old English, like, expert. His name was Alexander. He didn't give his last name. I guess he's trying to stay, like, off the record. I don't know. But um, he noticed that on the first dare stone, on side two, line nine, it says, ye salvages feign spirits angry. (laughs) So as we would say, it would be you savages have angry spirits suddenly. Okay. So the Y-E... Is what we're going to be looking at. Okay. So most people believe that Y-E was to mean you. So you savages, which wouldn't really make any sense in the Dare Stones because she wasn't writing it to any Native Americans or anything. She was writing it to her dad. It's Mm -hmm. so clear on the rock when you look at it or on the stone, I guess, whatever. Right. That Y-E is written... Like, there's a big Y, and then an E is like a superscript. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Do you know what a superscript is? I don't think so. This is the only way I can explain it. Like, when you're in math, and, like, it's, like, three to the power of four, and when you put the power of four, you put it way up at the top, really little. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. At the corner of the three? Yeah. That's called a superscript. Okay. So... We don't have that in the English language anymore. No. Ever. Yeah. 
but that was hmm. that was common in Old English for Y-E, and if the E had a superscript, that meant the, T-H-E. Weird. Oh, my gosh. So it meant the savages, like took us or whatever, instead of you savages, which people for a really long time mm-hmm. thought that that's what this stone meant. But that is a bit of old English that you would have to be so knowledgeable about old English to duplicate. It just seems outlandish. Yeah. Yeah. Like not any old Joe Schmo's just going to go carve this superscript Y and E in a rock. And yeah, it's, that is insane. And the fact that all the replicas were instantly written off is like, oh my gosh, that's not even, we don't even have to think twice about that. But this one is like a hundred percent authentic. Yeah. I mean, and it's sad that this one was also written off with the other ones because they're like, oh, my gosh, okay, all of yeah. these are fake. But it's so obvious if mm-hmm. you just look at the other ones how different they are to this one. Like, people just need to go on our Instagram yeah, so you can check it out for yourself. But, like, the letters are bigger. They're more blocky. It doesn't even look like it, they, they have spaces in between the letters. Like, it's just so weird. Well, and also – the authentic stone, it's almost like she has carved it in a way where the the rock is naturally kind of bending, like she has arced the letters around that. And I'm wondering if she knew, oh, it's going to crack and break if I carve it a certain way, just because she knew from her husband being a rock carver, like I have to work with the um, structure of the rock And the letters kind of like flow over all the curves of the rock, I guess. And then in the other ones, they're just like flat, just like laid on there like someone wrote on the sidewalk with chalk. You're so right. I never even, I never even thought about that. And what's the other one mean? Like you? The other one is just you. The other one means you. Yeah. Gotcha. So like – I can't remember what she was saying in that part. Like she was probably saying like, you need to come or something like that. Or or we didn't think, we thought whatever. it was not but, you um, on the boat. I think that, mm. exactly. That's probably what it was, which is so sad. Gosh. Yeah, I know. And it's weird that they also left like seven of them alive. I don't know why they did that. Unless they murdered the fathers and the offspring True. and just kept the women to make like their own, mm-hmm. you know, have them in like a harem or some kind of new. No, you're totally right. say that? New off, newer offspring with the settlers? You're totally right. No, I think that's like something that would actually. 100%. I don't want to say it was quite common. I don't know. I just hate that they, because I'm like, okay, if the dad and the daughter were killed, most likely they were all together as a family at that time. So like, why would you kill those two, but spare the mom? Of course. So not to be cynical, but I'm like- Yeah, and keep the mom. Yeah. And then if John Smith heard that there were other babies that were like, had lighter skin, it just, I don't know. I feel like that makes sense. Maybe we should take one last break before we get into the last amazing treasure found in this treasure trove of treasures. 
This is where things get really, really exciting very quickly. Mm-hmm. So according to the American Geographical Society, yes, in this piece written by Caitlin Gotten, Okay. The British Museum recently re-examined Governor John White's watercolor map of Roanoke using 21st century imaging techniques such as x-ray imaging and infrared light. Researchers found a hidden drawing that was covered underneath a patch, which was originally dismissed by researchers as a correction. The patch uncovered a four-pointed blue and red star drawn on the western Albemarle Sound, which is literally right across the river from where the original Dare Stone was found. Oh, my I goodness. I added that part in. Researchers believe this star was possibly created using a type of invisible ink. The star's oh location goodness. was close to, yeah, the star's location was close to a, Mar- a Native American village and was on a protected harbor, which supports the idea that this location could be pinpointing a military fort for new settlers. Researchers now hypothesize that the star was deliberately hidden by white. What? And then it just goes into talk about how invisible ink works. But, um, yeah, so they think that Governor White knew where this fort was or where he could go to kind of be safe. And obviously he probably would have told his daughter that. And they hid it underneath a map. Okay, so Kristen, do you see the image? Oh, this is insane. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's a thousand percent deliberate. Oh my gosh. Okay, so this location is right across the river from where they saw or where they found the first Dare Stone. Stone. Yes, and they call it the Dare Stone, the obviously, because okay. Virginia or um, Eleanor Dare. Okay. But yeah, that's the Dare Stone. That is like the one that we know is actually true. Wow. And it's right across the river. This is incredible. So I am a little bit confused, though. So he, before he left the family, and they were never to be seen again, before he left, was England establishing a military fort there? Or how, or was it going to eventually come there? Like... They discussed this location because also in the stones, it said like we, what did it say in the, in the translation? It said we talked about. Good, good question. Because I was thinking the same thing. Like how would he, how would he know where to go? Number one. And why would he cover it Uh up in his Uh map? But what I was thinking was. I don't know if I brought this up, but there was an expedition that happened four years before this, and everybody just like straight up returned home. They stayed in America, like in what would be America, for a year. And they were like, no, we're not doing this anymore. Mm. So they all went back to England. And I'm wondering if maybe he got some sort of like knowledge from those people who said, like, 
you know, there aren't any um, Native American tribes here or these these people are super nice, something. And, like, this is where the fort should be. Oh, okay. Yeah. And maybe he wrote – he drew that on the map and maybe told Eleanor, his daughter, like, this is where you go if it hits Things the fan. bad. Yeah. Exactly. Like that's wow. That's kind of what I was thinking because I totally agree with you. Like how would anyone know where they would go? But also then in 2005, this group of archaeologists, some of which were on the team that actually discovered Jamestown, wow. created a group called the First Colony Foundation. Awesome website. Everyone should go onto that. Ooh, I'm going to look it up. Yeah, good. Look it up. They had been investigating all of the colonies near Roanoke. Like, they're just really interested in the first colonies of America. They began digging near the site that the map is, like, that the map is hiding, like that Mm -hmm. square thing. They found some amazing things. (gasps) What'd they find? Not only did they find Native American artifacts— But, like, all mixed together, they found English pottery. They found an olive – or not an olive jar. They found multiple pieces of olive jars that were able to be traced back to 16th century English ships coming over. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So this could be them. Yes. They could have mixed, 100%. like, lived with the Native Americans. Exactly. Okay, so yeah. it's super rare to find Native American artifacts and English colonist artifacts, like, from the same time period, like, all mixed together in one. Like, usually, you know, you would find one on one stratus of this dirt and then another on, like, you know, a higher or lower stratus of the dirt. You know what I mean? Like like time has passed and exactly. earth has laid down and then new things have been planted. Exactly. Down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in this particular area where the where the patch was found on the map, they have found evidence of Native American homes, so like wigwams with stone pathways guiding them from each house. And no one has ever seen a stone pathway in any other American Indian or Native American tribe area wow. ever. So, you know, wow. yeah, everyone is thinking, okay, this is influenced yeah. by English people because they don't want to get their shoes dirty. Like, this has to be something that is influenced by an outside source. It has to be, right? Don't you agree? I would a thousand percent agree. Yeah. I feel like seeing or, yeah, unearthing the the sidewalks is, you know, obviously that's a huge thing influence-wise. But The stone paths? Yeah. But then getting the archaeologists that found all of the artifacts on the same plane in the earth like that's proof right there that they were mingling together totally agree 
totally agree. Some people might say that they were like trading or something, but I just don't see that likely because archaeologists have made a point to say, okay, it's not normal to see this amount of English pottery and Native American pottery like intermingled. Like if you were just trading back and forth, you wouldn't have basically equal amounts of each type of pottery. You would have like, you know, just like a small amount of English pottery to your, a lot of Native American pottery. Yeah. Well, and think about too, if I were trading with you, it's just kind of like, all right, great. Here's this, here's that. Let's exchange money or goods. And that's that. It's, I mean, yeah, we could be friendly, but it's not like, it's not to the extent of like, it's not like we're going to be intermingling. Yeah. It's not like we're living together to where like, oh, we need to improve this one piece of the quality of our life. Like let's build, let's build sidewalks to walk on so that our, our shoes don't get dirty, you know? Agreed. Yeah. It's just like, agreed. I feel like that's definitely, I think that the stones, like the walkways might be the most endearing piece of this like mystery. Why else would they put those there? Yeah. Unless you had a reason to. Native yeah. Americans didn't grow up with stone streets. And that's what I'm thinking it was either functional or decorative and both to me would be European Since influence. Since no one has so. ever seen basically like roads or like paved pathways in any other Native American area, it seems pretty obvious to me that they had an outside influence, which would be Mm -hmm. these probably seven women that they stole, whatever, you know, and women would be the ones who would be like, we do not want to be walking on this mud. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm a thousand percent convinced. Me too. I think that some of them at least lived. She does say that 24 died of uh, illness, which I'm sure happened. Gosh. Can you imagine just like traveling to a new world? It was like terrible, I'm sure. And then getting to the new world and... All the people that died, or out of all the people that died, it's kind of ironic not ironic. It's just like a full circle thing that out of the seven little survivors, his daughter was one to get the message back to her dad. I totally think the same thing. I thought about that for a long time. And I was like, "Is is it likely that one of the seven survivors is his daughter? And then I was like, no, yeah, probably not. But actually, probably yes. I know she, I like, could, she seems I, like a bad, well, first bait. of all, she got on the boat knowing full well, she was very pregnant. So she's got guts in there somewhere. Yes. 100%. Like she was not afraid and she dealt with the situation. I can't even imagine this. I can't, I can't imagine either, but it is so interesting I mean, I'm so glad that you are so interested in it as I am. I really want to go to this site. Like, is there a an, a site marking yes. this now? Or yeah, they okay, have. Cool. Like, you can go to Roanoke Island, 
because I've looked this up multiple times. We need to go here and find all of the additional rocks marking all the graves. Oh, my God, yes. Sites. Well, hopefully we will be able to find these on our newest adventure. But that is all of the information I have for you and our audience this week. I really hope that sorting through the muck and the mud relating to this story has helped it become a little bit more clear to you, to all of our listeners, and my sources will all be linked down below. And some exciting news from Treasure Podcast. Kristen is going to take this away. And don't forget to follow our Instagram at Treasure Podcast so you guys can follow along with me. And for sure, subscribe and review our podcast if you are enjoying yourself. It really helps us out a lot and we will deem you a treasure. All right, guys, so we are dropping some merch soon. It's in the works. We are going to have enamel pins, stickers, and everyone's favorite t-shirts. And make sure you follow us on social media to stay in touch with us and get updates on that. We so appreciate our listeners, and we really want to hear what you think. So comment, like, subscribe. You can find us on Instagram. Uh, you can email us, obviously. And y'all had better get ready for our next treasure. See you later, baby.